This podcast has been brought to you by Performance Development Consultants. We are a consultancy company with 26 years of experience and our objective is to offer strategic information and services for human capital development. Welcome to I'm Patrick and our guest for today is Shafika. Today we are talking about the experiences of being a psychology student, particularly in Malaysia, who has now graduated Shafika. Congratulations. We will discuss everything that we have experienced during our time as a psychology student. Thanks for joining us, Shafika. Yes, um, you're welcome, Patrick. I'm glad to be invited to talk on the experience of psychology student. Let's have a wonderful session today. Alright, we'll do so. Without further ado, let's dive in right away. Okay, could you tell me what sparked your interest in psychology and made you study for it? Okay, well, for me, my interest in psychology started even during my high school days. At first, I was really into mystery and psychological movies, but never thought of studying psychology myself. But after finishing high school and it's time to pick a course for uni, I felt that psychology is the one course I'm most attracted to. I still remember what I told my interview when I applied for UKM and she asked me why I'm interested in joining this course. My answer at the time was I'm really interested to know my, about myself and my mentality. I want to know if I am normal or not. Also, to me, psychology is like magic because you can decipher someone's behavior or thoughts just by looking at them or hearing them talk. So yeah, that's my main reason why I'm interested in psychology. Oh, that's interesting. You know, most of the people that I know who study psychology are those that wanted to become either a clinical psychologist or even counselor. But that is great to hear a different perspective instead in terms of the ob- in, is there any obstacles that you have got encountered when you decided to study psychology? Well, for me, my main obstacles when I decided to study this course is not really related to psychology but more to where I decided to study it. Being away from my family at this far from the first time was tough since I'm from Sabah. Selangor is really a new place for me and I was all alone. The way people talk, act, behave or even make friends are different. So for me, my biggest struggle was the culture shock. So how did you adapt to the difference of culture? How does it feel being away from home and pursuing your passion in psychology? So how did you adapt to the difference of culture? How does it feel being away from home and pursuing your passion in psychology? Well, for me, I, uh, I don't really um, make friends with people. So I just learn from what I'm seeing, from what I'm experiencing in KL. And I'm still trying to... Actually, I'm, I'm at my fourth year now here in KL. I'm still adapting to the culture, actually. I'm still not fully adapted to it and sometimes I still feel like this is weird this is such a different culture from what I'm experiencing in my hometown and so yeah I, for, I think I'm still not fully adapted to it I'm still learning more about Kuala Lumpur and Selangor and how does it feel being away from home for me um, homesick is tough even though it's already been so long I'm here in KL but I still miss Sabah I still want to go back to Sabah every 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 time if I have the chance so but I feel like it's worth it to being here away from my uh, my family for study psychology because I really like psychology so I don't mind 
being away. Yeah. So assuming that you know you talk to your parents about this psychology stuff, mm-hmm. and what was their reaction towards it, and how did you tell your friends who might have different career or different uni direction from yours? Like why I'm studying psychology? Uh, how how did your parents react when you told them about this? Well, at first they don't understand why I'm studying psychology. I think because they don't know what psychology is and they uh kind of worried what my what my future will be, like where I'm going to work after this. But they see my passion on it and they see I'm really interested in it, so they just uh support it lah for me and my friends well, because everyone have their own, uh, what is it, have their own interest, can mm. so I feel like they accept me studying psychology, yeah, and they're also interested in psychology. Psychology, they're just not really into psychology as I am. Like, have to until they want to learn it, they just like really interested just small parts of it. So, they support while I'm studying that. So, <laughs> did you have any, you know? Some kind of stereotype or any kind of expectation or not expectation as in what stereotype did you heard from your peer or someone else? Ah, yeah, oh. the main, I feel like the main stereotype <laughs> psychology student oh. will listen is like you can read our minds oh. and like you ha- we have to be careful around you then you can, you can tell like you can know what people think like that but I feel like that's not true we're not that powerful of a person you know like we cannot read people's mind like we can guess we just like we can assume what <laughs> like they think like everyone else yeah yeah oh. yeah but we cannot read from your minds yes like some kind, sometimes it's very frustrating right when you heard yeah mm. <laughs> like what no we just we can tell but we cannot like actually know what you think unless you told us mm. mm-hmm. so beside that since are you the one among your friends that pursue in psychology I, uh, my best friend also studying psychology so beside your your best friend who studies psychology mm-hmm. how about your other friends when they heard about this oh just the two of us actually but they're really interested and they ask that like if they have any problems they will ask us like how to solve this like is this normal to feel like this so basically, we're like their own uh, counselor, <laughs> unlicensed counselor. But yeah, that's how they see us, lah. Mm-hmm. And then with that, right? Did you what do you call that? When you go jump into this course, mm-hmm. did do you have any expectation? Once you got into mm. this technology. Well, I expected to study a lot more about uh, the disorders and the. Because I'm really into the mental disorders or the topic, mental disorders ones. But I, uh, what is it? I didn't know that there's a lot of types of psychology. Disorders. Mm. Yes. So when you were saying that, perhaps could you give me any experience that you might have encountered, encountered that, mm-hmm. you know, friends that you know or mm-hmm. your colleagues or your acquaintance mm-hmm. who might have experienced this kind of disorder? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but my close friends, like not not all of them, but uh, most that I know have like mental mental is- mental issues. Like I don't want to mention one, but one the one of my closest friend is uh, they she has 
um, major depression. So she tried to commit suicide a couple of times. So yeah, so I learned a lot from her lah, from what she what she experiencing and how she handled her her mental issues. Can I can learn more about psychology from her? So in that case, what do you think is the key takeaway from your mm-hmm. friend, and how does it impact you as a psychology student? Mm, I from what I see from her, I feel like counseling is a very good thing to do if you can afford it, if you have the time, go to counseling. Even though you don't have any mental problems, it's always good to know yourself better by do a counseling session. That's what I learned that. And then, and therapy is good. It's always good to connect it to yourself in mental sense of things. So speaking mm-hmm. of that, right? Let's move a little bit further mm-hmm. to your career pathway. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure that most of the psychology student who might not have direction towards what they are going to have mm-hmm. later when they graduate. So when you first join psychology, do you have any you know aim or career path that you want to pursue? Oh yeah, mm. before this I don't know. Before I started my class in UKM, I don't know where I'm gonna go after that. I'm just. I just joined you. Uh, I just learned this course because I'm really interested in it. I just don't, I don't know where I will work after that. I just really interested. But then during my first semester of psychology, my lecturer told me like the career path of psychology student. At that time, then I know where I can go from here. So, so in that case, let me share a bit of my experience. Mm-hmm. Of course. I am sure that most of you are listening uh, have might have the same issues that we are incurring. Mm-hmm. And for me, I joined the other I went to the career counselor and I asked them because mm. I didn't know how it how it could work as a psychology student. Many people say that it's a very general experience and you might have to get yes. you know four flat or even HD one in order to to study psychology clinical psychologies, which yes. is a very famous career pathway for most of the psychology student mm-hmm. but when I heard about my career counselor he told me that it's not just about career counselor he actually broadened my what do you call that my knowledge instead of just focusing on the psychologies mm-hmm. so I feel that if you know many of you or some of you are listening to this who might who might lost or don't have any sense of direction of what you're going to be in the future it's best to get a career counselor or you can Explore yourself in different pathway. Yes. There's there's no wrong in getting to different industry, whole different industry after psychology. I have had many of my friends who became became an entrepreneur instead of pursuing her career in psychologies. Mm. So, for many of you out there, please don't what do you call that? Please don't feel lost. You can, but just to make sure that everyone is the same, mm-hmm. you could do everything you want. Mm-hmm. See, this is spontaneous, very good, Rasha. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how how many how many two? We did all of it, all already. Ah, mm. memorable experience. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's get back on track. Mm-hmm. So, could you tell me what was the most memorable experience when you were a psychology student? So, for my criminology class, my the whole class have to go to HKL to. 
Hospital Kuala Lumpur and we went there to see the morgue because we were gonna see the postmortem. We were learning how to do the postmortem. So we went there to and just look around, look around at the morgue and what's going on there, what the process we're doing there and all that. And what my most memorable experience would be, I saw dead bodies, not like a fresh dead bodies. <laughs> like we're not allowed to saw that, even though there there was some dead bodies there on the the freezer thingy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but we're not allowed to see that. Like, but we did had the chance to see the preserved one, the preserved human dead bodies that they use for studies. The I think the the intern eh, what is it what is it called for the doctors who learn Training. yes uh, they use that to learn more about bodies so they prepared some two dead preserved dead bodies for us to see it was crinkled it was old and it was yellow because of the chemicals but but it did smells weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> chemical chemical smell but then, speaking of that, how does it relate to actually criminology? Did they, did they explain to you in any sort of way? Oh yeah, yeah, they did learn. They did uh, taught us, taught us like how. Mostly how to how to handle a dead body after the, after they found out mm-hmm. about the dead body. So how do they manage it after that? It's more to like that, and then just have to see. I don't know. I think they just want to show us dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, <an interesting laughs> what a weird and interesting And then more yeah. to like um, the wounds, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, what do you call that? You know, I took a class, biopsychology. Did you do that? Biopsychology? Biopsychology is no. about studying human's brain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like human's brains, yeah. But we did call it biopsychology. Mm-hmm. I forgot we call it, but... Because right. mm-hmm. what fascinated me the most is that even though we have only, you know, a brain to operate everything, but it seems that when people are sad, your brain chemical will change accordingly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Never mind, just let's not get off topic. So, could you tell me that, you know, during your period as a psychology student, mm-hmm. what was the subject that, you know, not hate as in, you feel that you have, what do you call that? A lot of obstacle in that in that subject. <laughs> I feel like many psychology students will feel the same way. It will be the SPSS, which is the statistics. I didn't know we have to learn statistics in psychology. I thought we just gonna learn the the theories of psychology and all that. Turns out we have to learn two semester of statistics, and it was very hard because it's math, and then it's yeah like it's math, and uh, it's. Uh, I have to do. You have to use this software to like calculate stuff, and then to have to extract the data from that graph and all that. That was tough. I have to learn both two semester, and right now it's still struggle to do SPSS correctly. Yeah. It's hard. It's it hard. was just the period of time where you know <laughs> what to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have a like, what is it? A book, um, like a tutorial book. As, even though I have that book, I still don't know what I'm looking for in that book. Like, what, okay, if I have this, what now? <laughs> <laughs> what to proceed next? Yeah, yeah, like, what should I uh. use to get this? I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, for me, science statistics will be the hardest, the hardest, oh, yeah, subject. Yeah, I agree with you because if, <laughs> if you use different method of 
taking the quantitative, <laughs> quantitative, quantitative, it will be very different. different kind of, yeah. Yeah. It will be different result. Different result, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you call that? If for the subject, you know, your favorite subject? Mine will be yeah. the abnormal psychology because like I said before this, I really into the mental health and mental issues, mental disorders and all that. And my so my favorite one will be the abnormal psychology because we learn a lot about that. We learn about a lot about mental issues in that subject, and we also give it the DSM five, which is the I forgot the mental the, health diagnostic. Yeah, the diagnostic book or the psychology diagnostic book. Uh, the psychiatrist use to what is it to see the symptoms and yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that for free from my lecturer, so I really, I really liked it. So, so yeah. Based on what you said, right, uh, abnormal psychology, mm-hmm. like it's mostly based on mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any particular disorder that, what do you call that, intrigue you or you feel that you need a lot of attention to? Ah, yeah, I learned, I, before, I just learned this one um, mental disorder, but I forgot what it's called. It is a problem, it's a mental issues when you just don't know how to stop eating. It's such a weird mental disorder. Anorexia, is it? No, that one is you don't want to eat. Don't but eat. this one, you want to eat so much to a point you cannot stop. To a point you you will search for food in the trash bin. Because you feel hungry all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called binge eating disorder. Yeah. You got this uh, since you're a child. I don't know why you have this though. I kind of forgot about it, but it just interests me because the the person who have binge eating disorder, they won't stop eating even though they're really full, even though they throw up after they eat, they will try to find food to a point they still they, uh, they would search go food. out their way to do yeah, that. Yeah, they'll go their way to search for food even though they're not allowed to eat, even though they're really, really full. For me, it's a, that's one like interest me right now like mm-hmm. how about like if you see the current state of malaysia mm-hmm. having pandemic mco mm-hmm. what could be the you know as a psychology student it may be your experience on doing virtual classes and everything mm-hmm. so did you attend and what do you call that what is your experience what was your experience in attending the virtual class during the mco ah well for me, I don't have any class anymore during MCO. I finish all my classes. I just have to do my thesis and my internship. But from what I've heard from my friends, they said uh, online classes is very stressful and it's very tiring, mentally tiring. And it's really hard to concentrate if there's a lot of distractions, especially at your home, at your place. It's, your home is the place where you have to relax. And when you have to do something, like focus like you have to like very focus in a place you have you want to relax that will be very distract distractful i feel like because there's a lot of your things that you want to enjoy i feel like that's uh, that's great but you know if you were to be you know in virtual class Mm -hmm. and what could you prevent yourself from you know getting all this distraction how you could avoid that Mm, I feel like you have to choose a proper place to study but then some people don't have that they don't have the privilege yeah I don't have that privilege to move around and choose where they want to study sometimes they just have that one place like me right now I'm just 
renting a pla- a room <laughs> then you don't you can't go anywhere unless you want to go out but then dreams oh no one can go out so it's quite stressful yeah. do you speak to someone do you speak to someone like what as in expressing your stress or how frustrating it is being in a virtual class oh yeah yeah well my friends like to call like to do a video call like just chita chita like talk about their life like that speaking on that right mm-hmm. i heard just now you, you were mentioning about thesis mm-hmm. and could you tell me <laughs> your thesis experience and what was the topic because ah. I'm, <laughs> i'm sure most most of the psychology student like we have to go through thesis mm-hmm. and you know it's a very long procedure and mm-hmm. long duration to get it done mm-hmm. could you share me yours But my topic, I don't remember much about my topic. I know it's been a while. My topic will be um. What is it related? About? It's related to B forty, and the um decision making, and their behaviors, and how how decisions, how they make the decisions will affect their life. More like that. Like we wanna, we wanna see, why are they in that state? Why are they in that? B forty group, and is it the way they do the um this decisions? Is it memang their life like that, or something else? Or some other factors? Yes. Well, so while you were doing that, of course you have a supervisor, right? Yes. So how did your supervisor give you any advice in terms of this, and how is it related to you know psychology mm. when you were saying about B forty and decision making? But I don't really see my the my supervisor during my thesis. I just do it on my own, actually. <laughs> yeah, and then if I need to fix something, they just tell me like, okay, you have to fix this part and part. It's like okay, then I do it myself. Maybe some people that have their own, uh, what is it, thoughtful advices lah. But for me, I don't have that. I don't have many. I don't know if I have any. Would you say that having a supportive, a what do you call, supportive and helpful supervisor, could help you? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because we need a very supportive, um, we need the supportive. What is it? Lecturer and counselor. Uh, what is it? Supervisor. supervisor yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing, you have to choose a topic that you really, really interested in. If you don't. Then you'll be not interested to do your thesis. Then it will be harder to do it because you're not really into your work. So I was like, I'm not interested to do this. I don't feel like doing it because you don't like it. But if you chose a topic that you really, really like, then you're really excited to do it. So I feel like you have to have a good counselor, a good supervisor, and a good topic to have a good thesis. For me, mm-hmm. so I agree with you. You need to have your passion in, you know, yeah. your topic of doing it. Otherwise, you have a very very hard time in doing that. I've learned a lot yeah. from other students that they chose the wrong topic and they're struggling to do the thesis because they're not into it. So it's hard to do the the what is it? The collect data and all that. Uh, the data yeah, collection. Yeah, yeah the data collection. Summary. Mm-hmm. So what do you call that? Uh, do you have any role model or lecturers that? You know that you really like the most that help you along the way in your psychology degree. Well, for me, it's not. It's not a lecturer. It's not a counselor. It's more to like my 
faculty secretary. <laughs> It's weird, but she always, uh, she always uh, find me if there's any, um, was it deadline that I have to send? I have to, maybe I have to, what is it? Apply, not apply, register. I I have to register for a part. A subject or something, and maybe I forgot about the deadline, and she will remind me all the time. Like you have to register for this, you have to register for this. She, she always helped me throughout my studies, and I always remember her. I feel like she do want to help me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah she is, uh, from what I heard, she is like your mentor and your guidance. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she didn't uh, like teach me about mm. psychology, but she did like ajar how to. Do you have to do this? If you want to register to this, you have to do this. You have to do that, and then you have to remember this is the date when you have to register for stuff. If not, I, then I will be I will miss out on things a lot. <laughs> yeah, and she always she always there for me for stuff. So I'm really grateful for her. <laughs> let's what you call that. Let's uh for those of you are hearing, <laughs> let's give a moment of appreciation. To who might have supported you throughout your life yeah, or yeah. your study, mm-hmm. like you know, give them a hug or say then thank you to them, mm-hmm. give them a appreciation letter, or just a simple word thank you for your help. Everything is a very beneficial. What do you call that? Beneficial for both you and the one who guide you throughout the way. Then I feel like if you think you don't have any right now, think about it. Like who helped you a lot during your studies. Then you realize like, oh man, it's this person. So if you don't have any right now, just think about it first. Like, give it a thought. Maybe you will think of someone. Like, if you like, if mm-hmm. you really couldn't think of anyone, then yeah, wow, uh, kudos to you lah. Yeah, if you what do you call that? If you think that you yourself is your biggest supporter, give mm-hmm. yourself a pat. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are doing very well on your own, <laughs> and this is a very good, you know, in terms of doing this virtually and everything. Mm-hmm. And. Let me ask you: Are you afraid of like you know once you right now since you are finished your uh, degree already? Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of what your future is going to hold? Well, for well, right now I'm really I'm secured in my life because I already I just had my job my first job. Congratulations! Yes, thank you, thank you to PDC <laughs> for accepting me, <laughs> and then so yeah, I'm not scared anymore because I I just had my first job and I'm. I'm okay with my life, right now. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have anyone you know in particular that you think that made you who you are today? Hmm. Especially people that I met like, like people that I met throughout my studies. These four years I'm here. It's more like five years already. I'm here in KL. That I learned a lot from my friends and people around me. Yeah, they help me a lot. Even though sometimes, um, I feel down and all that, and they always help me. They they always help me, but not just in terms of like giving advices. Sometimes they just help me forget things, for forget my problems by having fun with me, like asking me out and go to this part, go to this and all that. And so yeah, I really, for me, I'm really appreciate my friends. And people around me, people who I met. Mm-hmm. So, we have come, you know, almost to the end. Mm-hmm. And thank you, what do you call that, to the person that you know that might be listening to this podcast that you know might feel the same ways as Shafika did, for during his during her study period, mm-hmm. and didn't know what future might hold or 
what do you call that even though you know what could it be but you still feel lost don't be afraid don't chase the pace of others you do yourself oh yeah yeah, yeah. definitely just do your do your best and don't don't care about other people if they graduated early then good for them you you'll be graduating soon so yeah just go oh, your own pace how about you know mm-hmm. some advice that you could give to the people or someone that are experiencing their academic mm. that didn't cope well with others mm. or didn't live up as much as the expectation that they have set uh for me don't don't what is it don't what what is it don't hurt yourself no no don't hurt yourself <laughs> more like don't, don't get angry at yourself too much like, like don't overburn yeah yeah appreciate yourself like you did this did you know you would get this before this you know like appreciate yourself and i feel like one thing i would tell my students my uni students right now oh <laughs> will be just enjoy your uni life uh, i did my well even though my uh, my score my gpa score is not that high but i did graduated and i did had a good uni life and we even though right now we me and my friends are all busy but if we meet up with each other we always talk about our uni life because it was a fun uni life i went to a lot of new i went to a lot of new places and learned a lot of new stuff so yeah don't just study go enjoy yourself you don't always in uni so uni yeah. life is the one that you know make you who you are and oh, also yeah yeah definitely and the fun experience that you could have or the bitter experience like yeah. the academic failure or academic is not up to your expectation is pretty much everything that you could do during your new life mm-hmm. so instead of you know struggling of your academic your personal life mm-hmm. just try to you know enjoy it and yeah. living it without burden mm-hmm. just be yourself and what do you call that Shaf today Shaf and I Patrick we have covered a lot of stuff like in terms of the struggle parts and also what we have met and what we have encountered or experienced during our thesis time mm-hmm. and and for Shafika her starting point of doing this uh, of the, taking these psychology courses as part of a degree and you know her parents and also the stereotype that we have as a psychology student mm-hmm. so before we end this I would like to thank Shaf, Shaf for you know joining me in this podcast and thank you to you know any of you who are listening to this mm-hmm. so if you enjoyed this episode and you would like to you know support the podcast please share it with others because we, don't, we are very very new we need the algorithm to support us and you know leave a rating for us and review yes. to, so uh, to sum it up today our topic would be this 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 and you know, if you want to know and catch all the letters from us, you can follow us on our Instagram, PDC Azmansha, and or to subscribe to our newsletter at www.pdcmsb.com. That's all for today. Thank you everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.